0: Boba shit on the Dodgers radar should the Dodgers have Yoshinobu Yamamoto higher on their priority list and we'll get into a little talk about J- Japanese culture among the players and if the Dodgers should we rather be waiting for Roki Sasaki instead of all the Japanese players on the market right now that's what's on taps. so let's get locked on Dodgers <music> Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself and you purchase a Jace case, providing you with the personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us where we find podcasts and on YouTube, simply by searching for it, Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, that's someone that listens or watches every day. All you have to do is listen and watch every day and you can make that easy on yourself by subscribing wherever you have podcasts and on YouTube and be notified when our episodes are ready for you. If this is your first time listening and watching, I'm Vince Samperio. I'm usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but uh, he's out again today, so just me. Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have watched a lot of Dodger games. We've covered the Dodgers in various capacities. Uh, one of those capacities being this podcast. We've you know, been the club has been in the locker room, talked to players, things of that nature. We're not quite insiders, though. We're just here to bring you what we believe is smart and thoughtful and uh, mostly rational takes about the Dodgers and anything surrounding the Dodgers and or baseball. So that's what, uh, you know, we're always here to bring you, and, and hopefully I can bring that to you today. We no news on the Dodgers front over the weekend uh, no, no real news in the baseball front in general over the weekend. The Astros are promoting their bench coach Joe Spada to be their manager, and I don't know if we talked Ron Washington. It will be the manager of the Angels. But yeah, other than and other than that, no real news over the weekend. Not even any real true rumors over the weekend although we did see a new name mentioned um, for the Dodgers, which is where we're going to start today. And this comes from an article from Juan Tribio with MLB.com posted on November 8th. And it, the, the headline of the article is Dodgers prep for a winner with the free agent pursuit like no other. But one of the little nuggets in here comes not even in the, in the main part of the paragraph or main part. It comes in the little quick hit section. It's about Gavin Lux and how he's continued to progress after surgery and everything else. But the last sentence says the Dodgers, however, will continue to monitor the trade market for a shortstop, mainly Milwaukee's Willie Adamas and Toronto's Bo Bichette. Now, we've seen in, you know, Willie Adamas linked to the Dodgers, obviously, and, you know, we've even talked about it here last week uh, of, of a potential deal that would bring Adamus to the Dodgers. Boba is not a name we've seen in terms of being linked to the Dodgers or even to the trade market in general. Um, this might be one, you know, wording and semantics is everything. This might be one where he says we'll continue to monitor the trade market for a shortstop. And then it says mainly Adamus and Bobochet So obviously, you know, it doesn't necessarily link the Dodgers to Bobochet Um, but obviously if he became available on the trade market, the Dodgers would be interested. In, and there's you know reason to be interested. Boba offensively is really, really, really good. Um he's ever since he became a full-time starter uh, in 2021, he led the league and he let the AL and hits in 21 and 22. He's never hit below 290 in his career in the in the season. He's never OPS under 800 in his career in a season. He's never had an OPS plus under 121 in the big leagues. And that's in three full seasons, uh, along with, you know, half of 2020 and uh, coming up toward the end of 2019. So offensively, he's very, very, very good defensively. He's mid to okay, uh, you know, which is good enough if that's, if that's the offense you're bringing. And in terms of his contract, he has next year, he has $12 million con- or $12 million with salary increases uh, with top five finish and MVP voting this past year, which I don't think he'll get. And then in 2025, he has 17 million, $17.5 million with the salary increase with the top five finish MVP voting in 2023 or 2024. So, relatively cheap for two years that you'd be getting out of him. Now, the question with Bo Bichette is not, should the Dodgers want him? Yeah, you know, the Dodgers should want him. He's good. But it's more a matter of, will he become available? And I would, I, my initial thought was, well, no, the Blue Jays are, you know, made the playoffs last year. They've been on the cusp of the playoffs, uh the two or they've been in the playoffs two years in a row now. They've been on the cusp of the playoffs, you know, three years in a row now. They've been building this young team, and you know, why would they look to trade Boba shit? And while that still remains true, and I don't think they'd be looking to trade him. You look at the 2023 Blue Jays and you look at their starting infield or starting lineup in general. Whit Merrifield is now free agent, their second baseman. Matt Chapman, their third baseman, is now a free agent. Kevin Kiermaier, their center fielder, is now a free agent. So, that's three of their guys, uh, three of their, of their starting lineup is, one-third of their starting lineup is going to be free agents, and I don't think that's enough to necessarily – You know, be looking to oh, and Brandon Belt there, DH also a free agent. So four of the nine starters are free agents, and you still have you know a a solid Alejandro Kirk, Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Don Varsho, and George Springer. That's still you know solid enough core right there to, along with their starting pitchers. You know, Gausman, Berrios, Bassett. uh, Well, we'll see how what happens with Manoa. Uh, So the the core. It's generally still there, but it's possible that, you know, they could decide, you know what, we tried it the last couple of years, it didn't quite work out. Maybe we want to do, you know, a little bit of a rebuild. And maybe now would be the time, if you have starting pitchers that are, you know, solid, now would be the time to see what they, what value they bring on the open market. And maybe you can do a quick little rebuild. You know, maybe you could do a 2025, 2026 back in it rebuild. And you trade, you know, two or three starting pitchers. You get some major league ready prospects or major or already in the major talent. Uh, and, you know, maybe you look at what Boba shit, you know, looks like on the open market. And, and that's where it, it sits possible. I still don't expect it to happen. I would imagine they, the Blue Jays wouldn't do that to their fans, but hearing it initially and then going and looking at the actual roster, like it it is possible. And if the Dodgers are gonna, you know, kind of sit and wait, here's here's where the Dodgers are at, especially at shortstop, which is you know, I guess not enviable, but not the worst spot to be at. If they don't do anything at shortstop. You know, you have Miguel Rojas, who, yes, offensively not great, defensively very great, can handle it. And then you have Gavin Lux and, hope you know, hoping that his knee surgeries and and recoveries all go well. And, you know, it's one of those where, like I, I talked about last week, where, you know, when Ronald Acuna Jr. came back from ACL, like you look at his 2022 compared to his 2023, night and day. And he wasn't fully back last year. He would still have days where his knee would be sore. Uh, You know, it's not, it's not always linear. Like, Oh, I torn ACL out for a year. Yeah. You might be physically out for the year. You can't play, but even when you come back, it doesn't necessarily always mean that you're fully, you know, ready to go and ready to play your a hundred percent. You might be a hundred percent while you're on the field, but your recovery is maybe at 75% your day-to-day recovery. So I think, you know, I'd love to have Boba Shet in Dodger blue. I don't think ultimately it's going to happen, but if the blue Jays do decide to go that route, the Dodgers have more than enough to go and get a guy like Boba Shet and put him at shortstop and not have to worry about anything else at shortstop. So that's all on Boba Uh We have conversations around Japanese culture, Japanese players, Kind of what the Dodgers strategy should be this offseason and maybe in the future off seasons. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, us, you know, or mainly me talking and you listening, but maybe you sometimes you interact with us. We get fired up with the wins. Uh, we get, you know, maybe mad and upset with the losses who starts, who sits, uh, you know, who was left in the game too long, who came out too early, things of that nature. But today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. What that means is you can, you know, have your ED medications and bring them on extended travel. Bring them on, you know, the next time there's a supply chain issue, you'll have enough, or the next time there's, you know, a potential natural disaster that slows down the supply chain. You'll have enough of your medications right there for you. You're covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio. All you have to do is check out Jace Medical because that's who made this all possible. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. One verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to JaceMedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use the promo code on for $20 off your purchase. That's J-A-S-C-Medical.com. Code locked on at checkout. Go do it now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Locked On Dodgers, and make sure to subscribe wherever you find us, uh, whether it's that podcast, wherever you find podcasts, or on YouTube. Remember, SiriusXM XM has baseball talk all winter. Go check it out. SiriusXM XM or the SXM app and uh, search their baseball channels. All right. So the next couple segments are going to all kind of tie together. And, and it stems from a question I, we got from Hero. He says, I heard that Japanese players just like being on the same team for cultural reasons. It's a Hail Mary, but I'd love to see Yamamoto and Otani wearing Dodger blue thoughts and then you said also is there a reason why the Dodgers aren't putting Yamamoto as a high priority player um we'll, we'll start off with Yamamoto specifically and uh you know being not being a high priority player for the Dodgers we only know what's been reported out there and what's been reported out there isn't always a hundred percent of what it is so we don't know necessarily what the dodgers priority on yamamoto is he hasn't necessarily been linked to the dodgers as he's been linked to other teams in terms of you know yankees and mets and you know even giants uh or some other teams that have you know specifically been linked to yamamoto we don't know you know, what that interest is. We know the Dodgers will have interest. We know for sure. Like, I would imagine they get in on the bidding. Uh, it, it doesn't appear, you know, you would think that we would see the Dodgers linked to them a lot more if it was a priority for them. And, and, you know, like I said, it might be. And they're keeping it on the low. I don't know. But should he be a high priority? If he's not a priority for the Dodgers, should he be And You know, obviously the Dodgers need starting pitching, and and we've talked about this a lot. And and this is – it's not the greatest starting pitching free agency ever, but it's very solid. You're going to have the NL Cy Young, Blake Snell. You're going to have, you know, postseason hero Jordan Montgomery uh, in a different tier. You're going to have, you know, Yamamoto. You're going to have Imaga – sorry, the guy from Leather – pitcher from Japan Uh, you have technically Otani even though he can't pitch in 2024 you know you have Aaron Nola another postseason you know type hero type there's a lot out there uh, for whatever you're looking for in terms of starting pitching but yeah I do think Yamamoto you know should get a a strong look from the Dodgers and I would imagine they are you know I'm, I'm assuming they you know 25 if a 25 year old ace was on the market right now he you know he'd be commanding 200 250 mil uh you know Garrett Cole got 300 mil uh he wasn't 25 when he came now obviously we don't know how Yamamoto is going to adjust to the big leagues but you know it we you know we just saw Kodai Senga come over and he wasn't as good as Yamamoto in over there in Japan and you know he had a very solid season for the Mets and you know we we've it's not there's more of a track record of players coming over from Japan offensively and you know maybe struggling a little bit more so than than starting pitchers at least initially um you know we we've seen guys, obviously you know Nomo Hiroki Kuroda, you know those specifically with the Dodgers but you know even Dice-K was strong when he first came on, you know, maybe struggled a little bit after that. There's been struggles. I'm not going to say there's not, but there is, you know, a benefit to having a little bit of, of mystique coming over in terms of guys having faced you to get you through the year, first year, maybe even second year. And then that added on with, okay, learning everything, you know, working on, you know, your pitch selections and everything else. Uh, to where, you know, you can get by, and, and now you're just a normal, regular, you know, MLB starting pitcher. So, I think I think the Dodgers are going to monitor Yamamoto in terms of what the price is going to be. I don't think they're willing to bank $200 million on Yamamoto, and if the bidding gets up that high, you know, I, I think they won't be in on it. Uh, I think if the bidding remains under $200 million, then the Dodgers will monitor the situation, and and be in potentially be in on it. So talking to depend where it goes, uh, it would be interesting if you know Yamoto does get the biggest contract of all the, the pitch. And it's very possible he does, you know, like I said there's he's 25, um, and and you know, coming off very, very strong numbers um coming from Japan. So and Blake Snell, who would be, you know, in theory, probably maybe the top for agent in, in starting pitching. Uh, if you don't count Otani, just because he can't pitch that first year. You know, Snell doesn't get deep into games or is not known for getting deep into games. Uh, high pitch count, you know, a lot of swing and miss, but also a lot of walks. So, you know, there's flaws with – you can find flaws with every top. And you can find flaws with with, with Yamamoto, but it, it's just a matter of what you consider your priority when you're looking for starting pitching. So. Like a long story short. Should Yamamoto be a higher priority for the Dodgers? I think he is a high priority. I think he is in the top tier of priorities, but I think it's more of a monitoring situation rather than a pursuing situation. Again, this is just going based off what we have in terms of reports. Um, I don't have any inside information on this one. There, you know, I don't know. He might be, you know, one B. To Otani in, in terms of priority, but they're just not showing it right now, or it's not being reported, or you know, they're not letting that leak out, whatever the case is. We don't know. But I can, you know, definitely say that he, you know, depending on what you define priority as, he's either a priority, but maybe not the top one, or he's not a priority, but they're monitoring, whatever the case is. You know, the Dodgers aren't just going to say, oh, yeah, we don't like him. We're not going to, you know, worry about him, blah, blah, blah. Unless they legitimately seen his stuff and seen his whatever and don't think it will translate. But uh, I highly doubt that's the case. So Yamamoto, definitely on the Dodgers radar. Just don't know how strong or how much he is on the Dodgers radar. Uh, But this will lend itself into a little conversation about Japanese culture and uh, another potential starting pitcher coming over from Japan. Not this year, though. Roki Sasaki and how the Dodgers have scouted him. So that's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. Once again, want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. If not your first listen, that's okay. As long as you listen every single day and become an everydayer. We appreciate everydayers we appreciate those who listen first thing in the morning. If you're both, we appreciate you even more. But if you're either one of those, we appreciate you regardless. So thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen, or thank you for being an everydayer. And if you're not one of those and you want to be thanked, all you got to do is start listening or watching every day or making us your first listen, one of the two. So, all right. The other part of that question from Hero was, you know, the, the, the so reports or of Japanese players not being not liking being on the same team for cultural reasons, um, and that combined with an article from the L.A. Times last week or a couple weeks ago uh, from Jorge Castillo and Jack Harris talking about Roki Sasaki, who is the young phenom from Japan. They said the Dodgers devoted considerable time to scouting and pitching sensation Roki Sasaki this year. Hopefully, at one point, the right-hander will be posted this winter, according to people with knowledge of the situation. Sasaki, however, is not expected to be available for MLB clubs this offseason. And realistically, Roki Sasaki won't be posted until after the 2026 season. Um, MLB posting rules for foreign-born foreign players You have to have at least six professional seasons or be at least 25 years old in order to be eligible for free agency without any restrictions. Um, Now Sasaki could go the route of Otani um, who was posted before he had six seasons or was 25 years old, but it's not an open market. And Otani, you know, if Sasaki waits after 2026, he's just a free agent anybody can sign him uh for as much money as they want if he him and his team end up posting him before that you know he's kind of like an international free agent where he can only get so much money and he you know has to be under team control and go through arbitration and all that so um it, it's not something You know, Otani didn't care about that. He wanted to come play in the major leagues, and you know, he only got, I think, 2.3 million signing bonus from the Angels. Uh, And then now he's going to be able to cash in, but he had to wait, you know, six seasons before being able to cash in or however many seasons it's paid. Whereas Sasaki, you know, I don't know what his thoughts are in terms of do I want to make more money in three years or do I want to get to the big leagues, worry about it, and then, you know, hopefully have a chance for a payday later. We don't know. But, you know, the question of first Asaki that kind of was brought up in this article as well is that that saying or that, you know, whatever the thought is, I, I, I don't know if it's rooted in, you know, how, you know, like I always talk about speaking in absolutes and, you know, I don't like speaking in absolutes on things I don't know. And this is something that I don't know. Now, the reports from multiple reporters multiple articles over the years has always said that there's an understanding that japanese stars often prefer not to play on the same major league clubs as other japanese stars so ultimately the article kind of became like you know if you sign otani or yamamoto does that prevent you from getting roki sasaki and we don't know um, obviously you know we I, I know, you know, Japanese players are all about respect and everything else. And I would imagine that's where this kind of stems from. You know, that I don't know what other reasons there would be other than, you know, the respect or, you know, maybe if Japanese players feel like they spread themselves among different teams, then there's more exposure for everyone and for the, you know, Japanese players in general and for, you know, whatever the case, leagues, you know, to be interested in having, airing more games in Japan. You know, I don't know exactly. Um, again, and these are all reports and understandings and thoughts and, you know, things of that nature. I don't know if a player's ever straight up said it, came out and said it, but, um, but uh, yeah, should. And I, I remember when the LA Times article came out about Sasaki and, and there was some fans – or I saw some tweets, you know, basically saying, like, oh, you know, there are Dodgers already kicking kicking the can down the road in case they don't get Otani. Say, so, oh, we're, you know, we're waiting for Shasaki type deal and, you know, moving goalposts or whatever, you know, kicking the can down the line, moving goalposts, whatever you want to call it in terms of like preparing for them to not get Otani. And hey, maybe, you know, I don't know where this article originally stemmed from, you know, was that the LA Times, have the idea of writing this article and then it got, and then, you know, and then they got the information of Dodgers, scouting Sasaki and everyone else did, you know, where the Dodgers scouting Sasaki and people saw that. And then this article came, did the Dodgers say, Hey, you know, LA times where, you know, I don't, to me, if, if you're, if you're saying like, Oh, the Dodgers are kind of building this up to be in case you don't get Ohtani, but look, here's something else we might get in a few years. I highly doubt the Dodgers are calling up L.A. time to say, hey, we're scouting this guy, you know, if you want to get fans excited about the future in case we don't get a I highly doubt it, but you never know, you know, the, the inner workings of everything in terms of, uh, you know, running a team and PR and everything else is much deeper uh, than than even I would know. So. When it comes to the culture of Japanese players not wanting to play with each other, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if that's an outdated thing. You know, you know, most of the time, players wait till they're able to be posted. And they come. Otani didn't do that. You know, so does Otani buck trends? Like, does he say, "I don't care who I play with, I want to play with the best players"? Um, especially coming off like the World Baseball Classic win, where they were all on the same team and they won, and it's just like, look, like, why wouldn't you want to be on the same team as? you know, the guy that helped you win. And, and how far does it extend? Does it only come from players that, you know, started their careers in Japan and then came over, you know, is like a guy like Lars Newport. He was on, you know, Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic. He's not a star in the sense of he's, you know, not a, 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 the most highly known player. I don't even think he's an all-star or if he's he's a borderline all-star, if that. But he was, you know, one of the starting nine on Japanese WBC team, which would consider him a star in Japan, you know, realistically. So, you know, how far does that bar extend? I don't know. I do think that when it comes down to it, I just, unless it's something that's, like I said, a culture or handed down from like some place in Japan or, you know, I'm going to bring shame to you as a, like, I don't know what it could be. But if the Dodgers signed Otani and said, Hey, we're going to sign Yamamoto, like, would Yamamoto say no? Would Otani say, Oh, I don't want that to happen? Like, you know, Otani wouldn't have much say. Uh, Yamamoto would have a little more say, obviously, in that scenario because he would be the free agent. And the other part is like, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to for Sasaki specifically, like, the Dodgers could sign Otani, could sign Yamamoto. And in three years, when Sasaki can't get posted without restrictions, you know who knows where those where Yamamoto is, and you know maybe Yamamoto doesn't work out, pan out in the majors. Uh, you know maybe Otani, you know gets injured again on his arm, and, and it's turned into just a hitter at that point. And you know does it matter, hitter pitcher? Like can can one MLB team have a Japanese superstar hitter and a Japanese superstar pitcher? You know I don't know. And, but I, I don't think that there's some you know conspiracy out here to to kind of distract fans from saying okay well if you don't get otani now or Yamamoto you know we're, we're we're all in on Roki Sasaki whenever he comes through because yeah that's three years from now or, or three seasons from now you got to go 24 season 25 season 26 season before that even possibility I I just don't think is that deep. Uh, I do think that they potentially after World Baseball Classic and after another great year, they thought, you know what, maybe Sasaki forces the hand of his team to post him. And if they do, we want to, you know, have our due diligence done to know what we want uh, and go from there. So I do think that's mainly what all this stems from in terms of them scouting him. And, you know, they're not the only team scouting him and they won't be the only team scouting him over the next couple of years, uh, assuming he stays over there until his posting restrictions are out. So. That is all on that. Uh, You know, long way of saying that, you you know, Yoshinobu Yoshinobu, Yamamoto should be a priority for the Dodgers. I think he will be. I think they're just going to monitor how much he's going to make. I think, I don't think signing Shohei Otani or Yamamoto will take them out of any runnings for Roki Saki down the line. And I do think that if there's one team, to try and force the issue when it comes to, you know, this understanding or this culture among Japanese players, I think the Dodgers would be, you know, one of the teams that would be granted that, you know, in terms of just the past and and you know having a, a history with with players from from overseas and things of that nature. So. We'll see what happens. Obviously, that's always the the end game here. We can't speak in absolutes. Uh, we can only say what we think, or you know what that, what the process looks like. Um, but ultimately, we have no idea, or I have no idea, at least, uh, because this could all change tomorrow. If you know the Dodgers sign Otani and Yamamoto, and then this, you know, the whole conversation just kind of becomes, well, there you go. Uh, maybe it, it wasn't quite what you thought. So. That's gonna do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. All you gotta do is search for Lockdown Dodgers. You can become an everyday or by listening or watching every day. It's easiest by subscribing, and then you're notified when our episodes are ready. And then you can listen or watch when you're notified or anytime you have free time. Serious XM or the SXM app can help you find baseball talk all offseason and then into next season. And remember, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snidog. I'm at Vincent's 91. You can DM either of us uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also send those via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323 863 5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my device play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. Have a good one.